Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us refuse the production monkey that sometimes sits on our backs. This is the 76th chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle, and I invite you to open your heart to these words. I am saying very little about reverent fear, for I hope that what I have said will be enough. But I'm quite sure that our Lord showed me no souls who did not fear him, for I am quite sure that the soul which truly accepts the teaching of the Holy Ghost hates sin for its vileness and hideousness more than all the torments of hell. For it seems to me that the soul which considers the kindness of our Lord Jesus hates no hell but sin. And so it is God's will that we recognize sin and pray earnestly and work hard and humbly seek for guidance so that we do not fall into it blindly. And if we fall, that we rise again quickly, for turning from God through sin, even for a moment, is the greatest torment a soul can ever suffer. The soul that wants to be at peace must flee from thoughts of other people's sins, as though from the pains of hell, begging God for a remedy and for help against it. For the consideration of other people's sins makes a sort of thick mist before the eyes of the soul. And during such times, we cannot see the beauty of God unless we regard the sins with sorrow for those who commit them and with compassion and with a holy wish for God to help them. For if we do not do this, the consideration of sins harms and distresses and hinders the soul. I understood this in the revelation of compassion. In this showing of our Lord's, I understood two contrary things. One, the wisest thing that anyone can do in this life, the other, the most foolish. The wisdom is for people to behave according to the wishes and advice of their greatest and most supreme friend. This blessed friend is Jesus, and it is his will and his advice that we should bind ourselves to him and direct ourselves towards him familiarly forevermore in whatever state we may be. For whether we are sinful or pure, his love for us is the same. In weal or woe, he never wants us to flee from him. But because of our own changeability, we often fall into sin. When this happens, it comes to us by the provocation of our enemy through our own folly and blindness, which say, You know very well that you are a wretch, a sinner, and also faithless, for you do not obey God's commands. You often promise our Lord that you will do better, and immediately afterward, 
you fall back into the same sin, especially sloth and time-wasting. For these are the beginning of sin, it seems to me, especially for people who have vowed to serve our Lord with inward contemplation of his blessed goodness. And this makes us afraid of appearing before our courteous Lord. So it is our enemy, the devil, who sets us back with false fear of our sinfulness and the punishment with which he threatens us. For with these, he intends to make us so unhappy and so weary that we shall forget the fair, blessed consideration of our everlasting friend. Falling into the sin of sloth and time-wasting. Ouch. (laughs) It feels to me like Julian has some kind of spyglass to modern life. It struck me, though, that she doesn't seem to be talking about keeping busy or necessarily being productive, which can also be vices. The story of Mary and Martha springs to mind. Julian goes on to say that the medicine for sloth and time-wasting is inward contemplation of his blessed goodness. So we are called to meditation that sometimes maddening, always needful practice of sitting still, resting our minds, contemplating the glory of God in the depths of our souls. Busyness may seem much, much easier from this vantage point. And yet, stillness provides, as Jesus said, the greater part of a gift to us. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.